This is a Federal News Network podcast. Some of the Army's biggest programs are slipping because of coronavirus. That includes two weapons systems that deal with command and control and missile defense. It might not all be as bad as it sounds, and meanwhile, the Air Force is expanding where it's offering boot camp. Also because of coronavirus, Federal News Network Scott Massioni joins me with the latest. And Scott, let's start with which programs are being delayed and how long are they being delayed by? So there's two really major programs in the Army that are being delayed. The first is the Integrated Air and Missile Defense Battle Command System, which is a command and control weapon that really shows the, the whole view of the battle space in a single battle in a single view and that's something that the military as a whole is really trying to do is is increase their maneuverability and and see ability really you know throughout the whole joint space the other one is the intermaneuver short range air defense system and that's a uh, missile defense system that they've been using for mid-range missiles so uh, the problem with the the second one is that it slipped a few months because of software issues just having to to reduce some of the software, not having enough people in there. They're also saying that the first units that were going to get these weapons are going to still get them on time. The slippages are going to be within the milestones before those that first delivery, and then after the delivery to the subsequent units that might get these uh, these weapons. So when they say slipping milestones, that's a nice way of saying late. Right, yeah, in a certain way. you know, And, and what they're trying to do is kind of truncate that beginning time and then... Uh, you know, hopefully they can make up for time. So they're working with companies right now to try and make sure that still the first units get that weapon in the hands when they want to. But yeah, like you said, the subsequent units will not be getting those weapons as as soon as they they thought. And this battle command system, is this simply software or is it software integrated into something that is delivered with screens and computers? Yeah, this is something that that delivers a, a lot of seeability uh, uh, for command and control. This is in, in bringing in many sensors and, um, you know, kind of like JSTARS kind of thing, but uh, much more in-depth and, you know, including AI and all those fun machine man learning things that they're trying to incorporate into newer systems. And what is causing the delays specifically? People, civilians and developer people at the Pentagon and some uniforms just not being able to go to the offices? Yeah, that's that's really what it is. It's just that, you know, they're expecting delays because of coronavirus, partly because some companies had to stop working. Uh, if you remember, Boeing and BAE had to shut down for at least one week uh, during this coronavirus because people came in when they were sick and they ended up having to quarantine. Now, one thing that Bruce Jetty, the top uh, acquisition person within the army said is that the the biggest problem is with these smaller companies because a smaller company uh, has bigger sensitivities if you have one person go into a small company who's sick they have to basically shut down their whole office instead of just one factory or something like that and really you're you're quarantined for 14 days and it really makes that uh, amount of work you can do uh, smaller And you mentioned two big programs, the air defense system also. Anything else that's being held back? Yeah, there's a smaller ACAT-3 program that's just a a program that's not as big as these large acquisition programs. And they said that that one's going to have some actually significant delays. And it's because it's tied, like I said, to a smaller company, smaller contract, smaller company. It's what the Defense Department's trying to do these days uh, and bringing in smaller non-traditional businesses. So it's something that's going to slip, but it's really the only one at this point that they say is really going to have some significant time that's going to be added to it because of the coronavirus. 
I'm just wondering if they test this system and, you know, in a, some type of simulated situation and people are gathered around a screen to say, hey, here's the enemy here, there's the enemy there. Maybe that's something they can't do either. Maybe the testing with people right. live. And, you know, they did bring that up. Uh, and, and with these these systems, you know, like with the Air Force, they have the AMBS, the Advanced Battle Management System. Uh, it's something that they're trying to test every few months. And now what they're doing is having these commanders uh, wear masks and and be socially distant. But if you check Twitter, you'll see that Mark Milley and, uh, you know, General McConville and others aren't always being as strict as they should be about this. And that's quite concerning when it's your top military commanders not following COVID-friendly uh, practices. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni. And let's switch to the Air Force for a moment. You're reporting that they're adding a new area for boot camp. This is also coronavirus related? This is also coronavirus related, like everything these days. Uh, so Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi is now going to take 60 recruits a week. Their pipeline is going to be about 360 trainees. That's fairly small compared to what Lackland Air Force Base, which traditionally uh, does the boot camp. They take in between 650 and 800 recruits. The reason they're doing this is because Lackland had to lower the amount of people that they were doing at one point down to 460 people a week in March, they're now taking about 640. So if you do the math altogether, there's going to be about 700 people a week that they're going to be churning through, uh, adding to the the Air Force. What they're trying to do is train up to 9,400 active duty airmen before the end of the fiscal year. Their in-strength goal is about 333,000 airmen and uh, according to the Air Force, they're not going to hit that goal just quite, but it's still within those congressionally mandated authorizations. They're guessing they're going to be about 330 by the end of this fiscal year. Yeah. So how long is this going to go, this alternative site and this whole new approach? They're, they're not exactly sure, but uh, the General Tullos, who is the in, in charge of the second air uh, it's the second Air Force said that she wouldn't recommend doing this on a permanent basis, and she's hoping they won't have to do it for an extended period of time. And that's just really because they're not equipped to bring in a lot of different people to to this this area. Uh, Lackland Air Force Base has been doing this for about 70 years, really, and uh, you know they have everything down to a T. It was really a big change for uh, Kessler to uh, bring in these people. And uh, what, what they're also doing by, by bringing people into Keesler is freeing up some of the infrastructure within Lackland that allows them to do some repairs to old buildings so that they can expand the capacity in Lackland and also bring in more social distancing for future recruits. And Scott, our colleague Nicola Grisco has been writing about how agency by agency on the civilian side, they're putting out plans, slightly confusing plans, on reopening federal buildings do we know about the reopening of the Pentagon and the so-called reservation of, of the Pentagon that pretty much has a footprint over the whole Washington, D.C. area? At this point, the Pentagon is going to be following the same thing as the individual bases and installations. And that's something that the uh, personnel and readiness under Secretary of Defense sort of put out uh, this past week, some guidance on that. And that guidance really is uh, it leaves things up to the local commanders to take their HP con down, which is their health protection uh, condition. Right now it's at a pretty high level and uh, you know bringing it down will reduce things like social distancing or access control points, things like that. Um, what they're looking for within these individual uh, areas, if a commander wants to bring it down or feels that he or she should bring it down, they want to see a 14-day decline in COVID cases, a 14-day decline 
in symptoms of COVID cases and flu-like symptoms. And then also uh, along with that, they want to make sure and, and have a plan for uh, a surge within the hospitals to make sure that healthcare workers are able to have the amount of beds that they need and that healthcare workers can get the essential beds that they need if they get sick. So a lot that needs to go into this planning. It looks like they're probably not going to be hitting those uh, benchmarks, at least in the Pentagon area, for, for a little bit uh, more time. Um, and then in the South, maybe definitely not because we're seeing some spikes again now that things have been reopening. Got it. Well, maybe that florist shop in the Pentagon anti-hallways or something can get back in business and sell some flowers. Yeah. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out all of his reporting at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.